So this has to be the week for Sam Horn, right? And if not then, well, maybe the bowl game, I guess. But also, do we have to ruin Senior Day? Some tradition should just stay the same. So let's talk about that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, your team every day. And, of course, on today's program, we got to talk about the Missouri-New Mexico State football game, which, obviously, at this point in the schedule, not exactly doing a lot in terms of of excitement, but it certainly would be exciting to see Sam Horn take the field at some point in this football game. Now, you might be wondering, hey, Missouri, with its offense, how can you count on the Tigers to really beat any Division I team at this point with certainty? Fair point. And, you know, a 29-point line over a bet online right now, I can understand why people wouldn't want to give those points for sure. But at the same time, you really take an honest look at New Mexico State. Despite the fact that they are 4-5 and five on the season, they have some victories. Well, it just so happens that they've played and beaten some of the absolute worst teams in the country. And by the way, they also themselves are one of the absolute worst teams in the country. Statistically, out of 131 FBS schools, New Mexico State is 125th in offense and 126th in defense. And they're pretty darn mediocre in special teams, too. So unfortunately for the for New Mexico State, not exactly a lot left after that point. So that's definitely why Missouri is the big favorite in this ball game. They're certainly the superior club on paper. At the same time, Missouri's offense has been so skittish and inconsistent at times this season. You do wonder about the game a little bit. But assuming this goes correctly, there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that Sam Horn shouldn't get as much time in this game as possible. If Missouri's up by 21 or more at halftime, give him the entire second half. There's no reason not to. At this point, red shirts don't matter. He's going to preserve his red shirt Regardless, let's see what we have in this kid when real plays and real tackles are actually flying. Now, clearly much has been made about the struggles of the Missouri offensive line this season, but I think it's safe to say that left tackle Javon Foster has been the best member of that offensive line this season. Certainly, certainly as a pass blocker in particular, I think Javon's been quite good The pro football focus numbers back that up, and it is possible that Javon will come back for another season next year. He says he's unsure. Of course, we previously found out Isaiah McGuire, this is going to be his last season at Missouri for sure, and also Chad Bailey is going to come back, the linebacker returning for another season at Missouri. Other news as far on that front, Martez Manuel has announced that he's officially not going to seek another season at Missouri as well. So another another note there. 
The good news is I think Dalen Carnell at that star position has really moved forward this year, and I certainly feel comfortable with him taking the lion's share of the snaps, being the starter at that position next year. I think it fits his skill set quite perfectly. Now, as far as the Missouri injury report this week, not a lot of surprises, the usual names we've seen this season, although notably Tyler Stevens, who has started at tight end for most of this season for the Tigers, is out this week. So we should see more of Ryan Horstkamp, possibly of Chibet Kepiator as well at that tight end position. I, just frankly, whoever it is, I would just like to see Drinkwitz make a little bit more of a concerted effort to at least get those guys involved in the passing game. As I've said multiple times before, is there more tried and true play in all of football? If you just want to get five or six yards, then play action fake, roll to the tight end side, and throw it to him in the flat. That play is going to work as long as that's not the, the foremost play of your entire offense. You just bust that one out occasionally. There's few plays that are more successful than that if you just need to get a few yards. At the very least, I just think defensively, you have to at least make them think you're going to throw it to the tight end because otherwise, suddenly the play-action type game, well, that gets a lot less effective when you don't have to worry about the tight ends patrolling the middle of the field for the second level of the defense. Now, if the Tigers are able to get Sam Horn on the field at quarterback for significant snaps this weekend, well, that means all systems go in the game more likely than not. And that should also maybe give Drinkwitz some idea how hard he needs to hit the transfer portal this offseason, specifically at the quarterback position. But one thing at least Drinkwitz is convinced of already, according to him on Tiger Talk with Mike Kelly, he said, quote, about other teams contacting the current players on the Missouri roster, he says, quote, absolutely they have. Anybody that says, says otherwise has been living in a fantasy world. So at least he didn't go, go full Lane Kiffin there and start calling out other SEC coaches by name. But that is a bit of a Bit of an accusation there for sure. Certainly, unless somebody enters their name into the transfer portal officially, well, you're not supposed to be contacting current players, especially about their status in terms of transferring to another university. But again, in reality, is that happening, especially through back channels in this world of name, image, and likeness? Yeah, like Drinkwood says, anybody who thinks otherwise is certainly living in an alternate universe. And coming up, it seems like some traditions at Missouri are sort of going by the wayside as we go along here in recent years. But I tell you, I think changing up senior day a little bit too much is a bridge too far for me. So I want to talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Nugenics. And speaking of seniors, oh no, am I 10, 15 years away from being considered a senior citizen? When is the cutoff there? But you know what? At 39, I still feel pretty darn good. But in order to fight off the effects of aging, I'm taking Nugenics because here's the thing. You want more testosterone to make get you through your workout? Well, here's the deal. If you want that energy to counter, counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone 
booster with testofrin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym to help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. So now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text college to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Again, text college 231-231. Text college 231-231. Disclaimer, texting enrolls you into recurring automatic text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Lost Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories, go beyond the scoreboard and find insight that only our experts at Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get a finer podcast. And I tell you, until recently, something I hadn't noticed or really thought about a lot this season, I definitely had noticed a lot more music at Furrow Field the last couple of years as, to oppo- as opposed to the marching band. That's certainly a little bit different, but hey, My thing is, if the students like it, this experience is mostly for the students, right? I think as alums, we got to remind ourselves of that on occasion. But at the same time, I have suddenly I started thinking, you know, we just don't get as many traditional M I Z Z O U chants. The one side of the stadium goes M I Z, the other side goes Z O U. I just haven't noticed that as much, for one thing. And also, by the way, while I'm on this topic, Another new trend, a lot of NBA teams do this, Missouri hopping onto the trend as well of having a a host, if you will, a person who's sort of, I don't know, the cheerleader with a microphone who's not really a cheerleader. That person is fine. What I don't need that person to do is to lead me in the M-I-Z-Z-O-U chant at the beginning of the game. The cheerleaders themselves do that just fine. They've done it for decades, and for whatever reason, it makes it awkward and you're kind of ruining the M-I-Z-Z-O-U chant. And maybe I am... Th- see, this is where the alumni part of me and the the old towny part of me, much before, for years before I was actually a Mizzou student, I was just a towny who happened to love Mizzou football and basketball. Well, either way, I miss the M-I-Z-Z-O-U chant. Some things can change, but you know what? The really core stuff needs to remain the same. And to me, part of that is senior day. And instead of senior day being the last home game, oh, we're going to do it is the the penultimate home game, the one against New Mexico State. So I guess we can avoid distractions against Arkansas or something. I'm sure that's that's the that's the logic there. Also, of course, for the students who probably are going to be on Thanksgiving break, many of them are gonna are gonna leave town for sure and miss this football game. That part I sort of understand. And yet, to me, it should always be the last game 
other at home. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Why didn't we just make senior day against Abilene Christian then? To me, there's just certain traditions that should be traditions. And part of the fun of senior day is the nerves that it creates, is that it brings up all these emotions in the pregame. And yeah, that's a distraction, I suppose. It's also part of the fun and the pageantry and the magic of sports. So you got to see Corby Jones get tears in his eyes when he walked out before he started his last game at Faroe Field. That's a memorable moment, a touching moment for me that has stuck with me for 25 years practically. But I don't know, New Mexico State, is that going to, especially when you know, oh, we still got one more game to go. To me, this is all part of the experience. And also, hey, how about a quick project run play for you? Missouri wearing an extremely non-traditional uniform for senior day. And to me, again, this is about tradition, not only about stuff that happened in the past, but this is also about looking forward in the future as well. I'm not just clinging to the past. I'm actually looking 20, 25 years down the road here when these guys are looking back at their senior day and having memories. Wouldn't it be more memorable if on senior day, number one, you brought home a victory against Arkansas? I would say yes. But number two, do you want to be wearing a white helmet and white pants and a gold jersey? Because while certainly the Missouri jerseys have subtly changed over the years, there's a certain template there of gold pants, black shirts, black helmets that has remained for decades, and it connects all of these players, regardless of which decade they're from. Well, on senior day, when they walked out of the tunnel, hopefully with their parents, their loved ones, that sort of thing, they were all wearing black and gold. They weren't wearing yellow and white. And again, we can discuss, hey, the alternate uniforms, and that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. But to me, again, it's senior day. This is a day, this is the very end of this hopefully incredible experience you've had possibly four years at the University of Missouri. I just think that, I just like when all the guys, yeah, there's going to be changes to the uniforms, but overall they kind of look the same over the years. There needs to be something that binds us all together. That's what part of this whole experience is about. And to me, if you're wor- if you're that worried about a distraction or something in order to get to six and six and play in the the Mayo Bowl or whatever it is, I, I just think you're you're missing the entire point of the sport. But you know what? That's pretty much on brand for college football these days. And coming up, let's talk a little Missouri basketball. I've noticed some fans out there are really concerned about the Tigers' lack of size when it comes to better opponents in the high majors and, of course, in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not sure how valid that concern really is, though, for the most part. So let's talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, and of course, over at BetOnline.net, as I said before, Tigers still 29-point favorites against New Mexico State. The total sitting at 46. To me, both of those numbers are stayaways this week. Let's not try to be heroes. We've got a nice profit on Missouri so far this year, if you've taken my advice. But you know what? We don't have to stay away from everything. Plenty of college football to get in on this week. I'm going against NC State, going Louisville. 
minus four. That's one of my picks. But regardless of what you're into, basketball, baseball, the combat sports, auto racing, the whole deal, they've got it for you over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, it seems like everybody I talk to about Missouri basketball so far is really, really pleased with the results and just the aesthetic style that Missouri's playing. They're playing a really fun type of basketball, playing up-tempo, sharing the ball. It's just good stuff. It actually just looks like a blast to play on this team right now. But of course, and this is a, a fair concern for sure, I just see a general lack of concern about Missouri's lack of size particularly against the SEC and better non-conference opponents, particularly, well, the Kansas Jayhawks come to mind, Illinois, and I think certainly against Kentucky and Oscar Shebway, that's going to be a big matchup issue for Missouri. The Tigers don't really have anybody who matches up with that young man well. But I will say that Shebway in modern college basketball is a bit of an outlier. He's a guy who does... A lot of his damage with his back to the basket. And in general, that's just not the type of player that is going to really hurt Missouri. That player just doesn't really exist. In general, teams have moving away from back to the basket offense in the post for a number of different reasons. Number one, statistically, well, the stats will tell you that that isn't all that efficient of a shot, but I also think that as a guy who used to play with his back to the basket quite a bit back in the day, I will tell you that some of that is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. For years, guys have eschewed learning how to play with their back to the basket, and well, now you've seen the results. Nobody really has any post moves anymore for the most part. Again, there are exceptions to that rule, like Kentucky's Oscar Shebway. But even looking at the Kansas Jayhawks roster at the moment, I'm not seeing a traditional back-to-the-basket offensive player that is worrying me. Certainly, if you think about Arkansas, we're familiar with Trevin Brazil, right? He's a tall guy, an athletic guy, but it's not as though Arkansas is going to throw him the ball on the block and tell him to make something happen. The real concern from Missouri is rebounding and just defense in general, if the Tigers can be better, honestly, at cutting off penetrations, not getting lost on switches, making sure they're finding guys on the three-point line and just making sure they get back in transition defensively, just hustle and just togetherness is what they really need. Sure, they're never going to be a great interior defensive team, a great shot-blocking team, aside from maybe Aiden Shaw. will grow into that at some point. But to me... The Tigers can actually just play better perimeter defense. Listen, they can make up for getting hurt on the boards a little bit as long as they continue to be a top 30 type of offense, in my opinion. If their defense can get just closer to being on that level as their offense, now suddenly you've got a really, really good team. It's never going to be a great rebounding team, and that that bit of limited upside is probably going to cap their upside too. This team isn't going to win the SEC or anything, but can they make the NCAA tournament if they just guard the perimeter a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. I think they can. And by the way, I think the students have done a great job of showing up so far this season. I think the move by the athletic department to require 
a certain amount of games attended to get to get tickets to Kansas was a really good really good move giving priority points whatever exactly the system is the point is hey you're they're encouraging people to attend these games as as students these early games and fortunately well the tigers have given them reason to keep showing up and i think the townies the regulars the alums the non students have been a little bit slow to show up so far which is to be expected at this point in the season especially for midweek games sunday afternoon games against opponents that aren't that great. Listen, just give it time. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Missouri fans know what good basketball looks like. If the Tigers keep playing good basketball, and I have no reason to believe that they won't, people are going to show up once SEC time comes. And certainly, certainly the Kansas game is going to be a sellout. Certainly you're going to see tons of interest and bragging rights. And once January rolls around, I really think people are going to be psyched to go watch this team in person. So with all that being said, thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. For your next lesson, check out Locked on Sports today for the big stories, instant reactions, and the take of the day available on Odyssey YouTube or wherever you get yo podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.